Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience. The fine folks at Rocket Mortgage, they know a home is so much more than a house. And it's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button. Get mortgage. It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweet, send them hot, at Ken Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N. Coronavirus, the talk of the day, the talk of the order. At some point, you will get tired of it. You probably already are. And I was just talking with some people. I, I was talking to some people outside, and I was having a conversation right at the beginning of the show where I think we'll find out just how little we actually talk about the games themselves. In World Series games, we will discuss some of the happenings of the game. Locally, you might have, like I've had so many times where something happens in the game the night before that might be a little askew, and we talk about it the next day and whether or not the manager decided to make a right call or a wrong call and pulling a pitcher too soon or pulling a pitcher too late. Like You will get some of that that next day. But by the afternoon, you're ready to play another game at 7-10. doesn't really matter. You might have a little bit of a conversation leading into it, but it's not that big of a deal. We do not spend a whole lot of time talking about regular season baseball or regular season basketball. And really, from a national perspective to you, locally you might have a Monday and a Tuesday where you get down with it over college football and in in the NFL. By Wednesday, you're moving on. A lot of this is just theory. You agree. You don't agree. Let me hear why. Let me hear why you don't. Have a couple of laughs. Tell a couple of tales. And then the shows are done. That's what we do. It's entertainment talking about a form of entertainment, which is very weird to say, but that's the truth of it. Data segment today. I I looked on Twitter. Very famous adult actress, very lovely one, is trending on Twitter. Why? Because former president followed her on Twitter. Boys, we have to share stories. We have to tell tales. We have to teach lessons. I said there's going to be a lot of downtime. Going to be a lot of looking at your phone. Going to be a lot of looking on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. This is why I don't get on Instagram. And you guys all wonder why. And I tell you every single chance I get. It's not a place for married men. I know some of them pictures that go on that website. I know that I shouldn't be looking at some of them pictures on that website. I ain't going to be looking at those pictures on that website. I dig it. You can look. I go shopping in certain areas. Yeah, it's okay. Maybe a nice little thrill with the wife and I. Go down a certain road. You, maybe we're on vacation someday, and we look through the through the storefronts, through the windows. That's fine. It's one thing to look at the storefront and have a little giggle. Totally different when you go into the store now, isn't it? Eight five five two one two four CBS. But that's that's what the challenge will be. That's what we'll hear with each other. So so many things that are being cut off. 
I have no idea when it's going to end. I can't even fashion a guess. I'm not a medical professional. I'm certainly not a scientist, and I ain't going to pretend like I, I, I can act like one. But there are certain things that are going on. Conversations are still having in professional sports. We got Ryan Hickey's NFL scouting combine coming up in 20 minutes. Also, I have to rip Hickey, Hickey like crazy because of the way he lives because he's in quarantine. And this is why I say that the girlfriend that he's had for the last two and a half years, he should run as fast as he can, marry her, and move on. Because I got a look inside the Hickey compound yesterday, and I can't wait until about 1.40 p.m. Eastern to share with you, America, the way Hickey lives. But first, it brings me to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been a conversation piece for me for a long time. I've gone from hating Tom Brady to loving Tom Brady over the course of his career. Admiration, contempt breeds respect, respect breeds breeds admiration, and over 20 years, because my quarterbacks and my situation haven't been good, I have loved Tom Brady more and more. I've adored Tom Brady more and more. And now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it. What is the decision that he's going to make? It might take a while, especially with what's going on in America. It may take a great, great bit. But today, I think, might be the day we make the final argument for whether Tom should stay or whether Tom should go. I think Tom should stay. And it's not about his overall legacy. It's about this year. If he goes to some of these places, and some of these places are viable, They are very nice for him. Mike Mayock, I think, has done a little bit better of a job than I thought he was going to do. I still don't think he's the all-time best. I think he's done a pretty decent job. John Gruden did a pretty decent job. They started off okay. They hit the skids. I do not trust Mark Davis. I told you I think he dresses like a gigantic infant. And I don't trust that guy whatsoever. And if I were Tom Brady, I wouldn't trust him with my future. I don't trust the Spanos. I think that they run that thing like the Clippers used to with Donald Sterling. I do not want to be a part of the Los Angeles Chargers. These are two teams that I probably wouldn't be a part of. But if I were going to give a consideration to one or the other, I would give a consideration to Las Vegas. Tennessee makes a lot of sense. Deep playoff run last year. Good, tough football. You got Vrabel. He's smarter than what he looks. I thought he was a meathead. Sorry. I know. I know I, should look, I shouldn't judge books by their cover, but I thought he was a total meathead. Been a pretty good coach. Indianapolis. I don't see him in Indianapolis. It just feels weird to me. Feels very Benedict Arnold. You've had classic battles with that organization in the past. They're the ones that blew the whistle on you. I, mm, I don't know. I don't see it. There is one place I can see. Tampa Bay is a place I can see. Arians helped out Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, I thought his career was basically dead going into last year. Bruce Arians helped out Carson Palmer. What could Bruce Arians do for a 43-year-old Tom Brady? What could 2,000-yard wide receivers do for a 43-year-old Tom Brady? Hell, what could a good defensive pickup in the draft do for Tom Brady? What could O.J. Howard do for Tom Brady? What could some good weather in December do for a 43-year-old Tom Brady. You go back and watch those games over the last couple of seasons, especially though last season with Tampa Bay, with Bruce Arians, I do believe this, and this isn't hyperbole. You cut those interceptions in half. I don't think Tom Brady would throw as many touchdowns as Jameis Winston. But if he would cut those interceptions in half, and he would, I think that's a 9-7 and football team as is. I think that's a 9-7 and football team and a playoff team with Tom Brady. They're interesting. The reason I don't want it to happen is for my own personal edification. Yes, I'm selfish in this respect, and I don't give a damn. But I'll be selfish about it. I don't want to be in this spot and look at it and say, 
Man, you look sad and old. Tom Brady in another jersey. Oakland, or excuse me, Las Vegas. Hey, that jersey's fantastic. But you look old as hell when you're with a different team and you're struggling. I don't want to look at Tom Brady and go, oh, no, he's decrepit and he's used up now. At least if we're still in a Patriots jersey, you could still say that's a proud, proud legend playing it out to its very end with Bill and with Josh and with Robert Kraft. Playing it out to its very bitter end. You can hear John Vicenda in your head as you say it, as he snaps off the helmet, say it's week 17, and say it's the Buffalo Bills, and they finally circle the wagons, and Josh Allen and Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East for what the first time is in a lot of people's listening's lives. And he's walking off the field in week 17, and you can hear the NFL films behind him. He snaps off the helmet. The Bills are victorious. They're going to the playoffs. Tom Brady, old, brittle Tom, who's given everything he has to this game and everything he has to the Patriots, walks off the field. Sad, but still respected. Now I try to imagine that with the Chargers. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. 855-2124-CBS. Mike in Vegas, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go! Hey, what's Hey, what's up, Ken? Hi, Mike. You know, hey, Ken, you know what, man? The Raiders are going to be a, a, a epic failure here, man. You know that? What? Um, what? Wait Tom a minute. Brady. They're going to – you mean overall? Because they're going to be in Vegas for quite a while. That thing ain't going to fail. I, I, I give the Raiders four years to be uh, – three or four years before they moving out of here, man. It's no okay. fair that they can't for the – Mike, it, Mike, hold it, on. Stay no with fair. me. Stay with me. They, go, they, go, they spent over a billion dollars on that stadium. I'm not sure the final tally of that thing. They gave them a sweetheart deal on them taxes. There's no way they're moving from Vegas after this. No, it's because, done. Be, because Las Vegas got – because we got work. The taxpayers did. It's no fan base here, Ken, for the, for the Raiders, man. I mean, they, they, they're banking on people coming in. I mean, you may get people coming in to see Patrick Mahomes. Oh, see, I, I, mean, disag- major- I disagree. I disagree. I mean, even then, even then, that's a fan base. You, uh, but, Mike, but Ken, I don't think – The majority of the people that live here – the majority of people live there are transplants, and they're not yes. Raiders fans. Myself, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I could give two you-know-what about the Raiders. I'm not going to a game. A lot of I bet you will. Dallas. I bet you will not, if they play. Only if the, only if the Bears come. And, and that's Other the thing. Buddy, going. buddy, 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 that's the thing. Mike, you got to understand, is that in a lot of places, this happens. Steelers fans travel well. Browns fans have historically traveled well, but I'm just coming from my own personal experience here. I'm in the AFC North. All right, let me let me share this with you for a second, Mike. Is that a few years ago, the Browns went and played Tennessee, and they played in that stadium, and they were getting their asses handed to them in the first half. Brian Hoyer had a traumatic, a, a, a tremendous comeback. They ended up winning that football game. Place was rocking because a lot of Browns fans went on vacation for that day. And then the Browns were terrible right after that, and I'll tell you from personal experience. When they played the Cowboys, it was all Cowboys fans in the stadium. When they played the Giants, it was all Giants fans, etc. That's what it's starting to become. People are using this as ways to go on vacation. Vegas is one of the ultimate vacation spots for adults. So if I'm from Northeast Ohio or I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I'm from New York or anywhere else in the country, I will go to Vegas and go watch my team play the Raiders even if the Raiders are garbage and if the Raiders are good. There is enough people that are now being born who are native to Vegas where you can create a fan base there. And one more thing before I let you in. One more thing. 
The Raiders are a nomadic franchise. I have seen Raider fans when I have been in Miami, when I have been in Atlanta, when I have been all up and down from Philadelphia to New York to Cleveland to Cincinnati to, to, to St. Louis to Kansas City. I've always seen Raider fan. I think you're really downplaying how good of a fit that is for that team. Ken, have you, have, have you seen McCarran Airport on a Sunday or I-15 going to California on a Sunday? No, hell no. I've never been there. Everybody, it's jam-packed getting out of town on a Sunday. To have a game, nobody stays in Vegas on on a Sunday. So Sunday how do the go, how are the Golden Knights? Wait, how are the Golden Knights been so successful then so That's far? A smaller venue. That's a smaller venue than 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 this Allegiant Stadium. And, and look at look. Have you seen it? Where are oh, people that's... going to park in? Look where. Oh, not, that, that, I don't, that I don't. Know. Aren't they supposed to take I mean, great big trams in? Isn't that what they're supposed oh, to do? I, Ken, man, this, this I'm, I'm telling you, man. I, I I don't see I I I just see disaster written all over this, man. Now I will admit, I think that I I can't take I can't take I can't take Mark Davis seriously because of his haircut and he dresses again like a giant child. I I, I don't take the Raiders seriously in a lot of ways, but I do. I think that I think that's going to work. I think that's going to work, Mike. I think that you're I think you're shouting into the wind, man. I really do. I mean, I, I don't know, Ken. I, I just I think the way they got the stadium, you have to see it for yourself. The way they got the stadium set up, there's nowhere to park. Traffic is going to be a mess. You can't tailgate. Well, it'll uh, be a mess I mean, at first. Well, oh, oh, Mike, you're playing right into my hand. You're playing right into my hand. And Mike, because I, I got to go because I got to do uh, I got to do the NFL scouting carbine. But you're playing right in my you're playing right into my hand, and I thank you very much. And I encourage you to call in again. They don't want you tailgating. This is the two things that are getting brought up here by Mike. One, I don't think they care that much about attendance anymore. Like, they want people there. They want the right type of people there in NFL venues. When we do get past this and we start going to games again, they want the right people going to those games. You're seeing this not just in Vegas. You won't just see this in Vegas. You're seeing this everywhere. And if I wanted to do that, hell, we can do plenty of that over the next month or two months or however long it's going to be that we don't have sports. Because I will share that story, and plenty of people from all over the country will. You're being charged more per axle for wherever you go to tailgate. You're being charged more and more for any one of those amenities that are there. That means they're trying to price out who? They're trying to price out regular fans that they don't even want in their stadiums in the first place. The NFL wants more corporate dollars. They want more suites. They want more box seats. They want more white-collar people who are going to what? Not cause a problem in their stadiums. They do not like busted coverages videos that come out on Monday morning of people doing drop kicks to each other and try to knock each other out in the men's room at their games or, worse yet, up in the 500s where they could fall down and injure themselves and injure other people because that sends the wrong message to potential fans who want to bring their families, who want to spend money on tickets, who want to spend money on merchandise. And, yeah, they'll have a huge markup of beer, but instead of selling two beers or, excuse me, 12 beers to a person, they'll sell two beers to a person. They want to do that. They don't want you tailgating. Mike brought up tailgating. They're, they do not want any of that. They don't want any of the fights in tailgating. They do not want any of the legendary. All those legendary stories about the Raider fan outside of, outside of the Coliseum and you guys playing football on concrete out there and tackling on concrete before the games, they don't want any of that. No. No. They want NBA arenas. They want lower bowl, 
quiet people, people who have money to spend, who want to spend their money with them, and want to enjoy a nice time. They do not want hardcore football fans anymore. It's just the truth. You're seeing this in every single city. They don't like the stories of the tailgating, the bills, what happens with the bills mafia, while fans love that stuff, it scares the hell out of NFL teams. Because one of these days, someone's going to get really, really, really hurt with the Bills Mafia, and that's going to be their green light. And they are going to start knocking you down one by one. All that fun that you have out there at those tailgates, that's all going away. I mean, they look like they're professional. I'll admit, some of these guys, they're taking these bumps through these ta- through these tables and going off the top of these Winnebago's. I mean, it looks, I, I'm not going to say impressive because I can't condone that sort of thing, but my God, I can't believe that some of these guys actually fall the right way. One of these guys are going to fall wrong, and I'm telling you, every single city in America that hosts NFL football, they're going to use that, and they're going to go, nope, because that that team or that entity that owns that is going to get sued. They're going to hold the team accountable for that. They don't want any of that going on. It's only a matter of time. They don't want you tailgating. That's why they don't want you parking close. That's just the truth. And they don't mind if they have a few thousand empty seats. They don't care about that. They're getting their TV money. They know we're watching at home. More and more people are watching at home. 855-2124-CBS. We're a little late. We'll probably get to the NFL scouting combine anyway. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. The NFL Draft is closing in. Which player should your team take? Ken Carmen gives you all of the answers in this week's edition of the NFL Scouting Carmine, right here on CBS Sports Radio. You didn't fix it yet, did you, Hickey? It's supposed to say Ryan Hickey's NFL Scouting Carmine. There's, there's no. This is the final product. There's no fixing it. It's Ken Carmen's Scouting Carmine. No, it's Ryan Hickey's. I, you came up with the idea. You're the I one with the name. You thought of the name. The name is terrible. The idea is splendid. Go. All right, so we'll start at number four, <laughs> the All New right. York Giants. Oh, that's easy. Hell. Now, remember, it's always what I think they will do and what I think they should do, right? Yes, both. Right. They can be different. Uh, I say the New York Giants. Well, the, you got, the Giants are at four, correct? Number four. I think the New York Giants are actually going to trade down. I think someone's going to move up and take a quarterback. I think the Giants are ripe. It's just depending on how far they want to go down because – the Giants need an offensive lineman. They, they, they have a bad offensive line. They need help at offensive line. You want to make sure that you, you've invested in Daniel Jones, and you certainly have invested in Saquon Barkley. You want to make sure that one guy has lanes and the other guy has protection. So it depends on where you want to go with it. The Dolphins are there at five. Do the Dolphins move up? Could the Dolphins move up? That's a possibility. Could the Chargers move up? That's a possibility. Could the Carolina Panthers move up? Again, a possibility. Arizona and Jacksonville, I think they're going to be fine. I think Cleveland will be fine at 10 unless one of those teams want to move up and get an offensive lineman. So the Giants, if you move back to five, you can get a nice offensive lineman. If you move back to six, you can also get a nice offensive lineman. If you move back to seven, yeah, you can get a nice offensive lineman. But remember, I can't just pick position I have to pick the player. So let's go through the offensive linemen that are possibly there. Makai Becton is a guy whose stock went right through the roof. Because even though he has the same physical body as Orlando Brown, who had the worst combine ever and is now a pro bowler. See how much that really matters? He ran a nice fast 40 because offensive linemen run 40s all the time. He could be 
the number one lineman off the board. If you take him number one off the board as far as linemen are concerned, you're doing it because you think he's going to be a great lineman, not because he ran a fast 40. I don't need him to run the fat man relay at my local high school track meet. I need him to be able to backpedal, backpedal, and be able to move and be able to get good leverage, use his inside hand to punch, use his outside hand to maintain leverage on the outside shoulder to keep people away from my quarterback there. Can Makai Becton do it? Well, he's about 6'7". I think he can. So that might be a really nice pick for the Giants at 4 or if he, they move back to, say, as far as seven. If quarterbacks come off the board, what do the Chargers want to do? They probably are going to go after another quarterback themselves. What are the Panthers going to do? I'd still say defense, maybe defensive line with the Panthers. The Cardinals, if they stick where they're at, they're going to go and they're going to take an offensive lineman. So it could end up being Tristan Wirfs. I love Tristan Wirfs. I think he played in a great system in Iowa. It's a little bit of a mix of both. They, they spread it out a little bit with Nate Stanley over this last year, but they really like to run a more of a pro set. Kirk Ferentz is more of a pro set guy. I, I love Tristan Wirfs' feet. I, I think that maybe he could put on a little bit more good weight, but that's going to come over time. That's perfectly fine. And I think that Tristan Wirfs is a guy who could probably play right there. So if they move back, I'd love to take Tristan Wirfs there if I were the New York Giants. Or Mekhi Becton might be a nice pick. Hell, I'd like to maybe take Tristan Wirfs right there at number five if I were to trade back as well, or even number four. Next. At number 13, the Indianapolis Colts. What do the Colts want to do? Well, their offensive line ain't bad. So maybe that's not where they want to go. You look at their depth chart. Mm, going to be needing some defense there at 13 overall. See, I'm torn because I love, 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 love Patrick Queen from the Oakland Raiders. Or, for, or excuse me, who was listed as for the Oakland Raiders or for the Los Angeles or Las Vegas Raiders at some point here. But I love him for that team, but I love him from LSU. I would say that I would take maybe Patrick Queen put him in there at that linebacker spot and I think that the I think that the Indianapolis Colts would be happy him next to another great linebacker with Darius Le- I think that they'd be fantastic together maybe people disagree that's perfectly fine you don't want to do that could you possibly see because of the run on offensive linemen because of the run on quarterbacks Isaiah Simmons is going to go somewhere in this mix could you possibly see a guy like Derek Brown falling to the Indianapolis Colts there at 13. Could you see something like that, Hickey? Uh, I mean, yeah, especially if teams are trading up to take quarterbacks. Those great players mm-hmm. keep falling and falling and falling. Because I think a lot of good offensive linemen are going to come off the board. It's going to push some guys down. I think a guy like Derek – I've seen Derek Brown anywhere in the top five to nine to now maybe where he could go at 13. Because I think – you think about this with the quarterbacks – Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Love, right? Right off the top. Then we're going to get to that next level with Eason, but that's not going to be till later. Isaiah Simmons fits in there. Chase Young fits in there. Okay, well, that's six right off the top. Then if I mix in two offensive linemen, then there's a possibility for a trade. There is a strong possibility here that Derek Brown could fall to the Indianapolis Colts at 13. I still love a guy who was projected to the Raiders in Patrick Queen a little bit later I would love to take a guy like Patrick Queen, and yes, I know that they already have linebackers, but I think that that kid's going to be fantastic. But if you want to go with need, quote-unquote, 
Derek Bryan can't go wrong. I think that kid's going to be the cat's ass. Next. All right, at number 17, a team with a lot of cap space, Ooh. a lot of talent, Ooh. new coach, number 17, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking really hard. <sighs> All right. What are you going to do with Dak Prescott? You got to tell me what they're going to do with Dak Prescott. They will one of two franchise or sign him. He'll be on the team for sure. Okay. So people aren't being that stupid about it. See, that's the thing. People want to trade him, but again, why do I want your trash? Yeah, no, he, he's definitely going to be on the team by the time. All right, hear me out. Uh-oh, let's hear it. You got some old heads there on that defense, all right? Now, you've had Leighton Vander Esch, who's been good but hurt. He has suckled at the teat of Sean Lee for so long. Jalen Smith is fantastic. Could you go to that linebacker spot? Could you get Patrick Queen? Could you do that at 17 if he were to fall? Or do you want to have perhaps go into the secondary? Kid from Alabama, you can rarely go wrong with Alabama kids. Maybe it's too high, but at 17, I don't think it is. I think that he fits what they're trying to do. I'd like a Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Now hear me out on this. I know that you like some of the guys you've had in your secondary. They've liked a couple of those, but I think that you need to cycle some of those guys out. I think that Xavier can do that for you. I would like a guy like Xavier McKinley right there at uh, McKinney at, right there at number seventeen. I think that could really help them out. I know Byron Jones might be gone. I think that you might go quarterback in that case. If you were to go cornerback, and I have to be very, very careful about this. If I were going to go cornerback on this, maybe Trevon Diggs. Okay? A lot of people say C.J. Henderson. That do, that certainly makes sense. I am, and this is such a stupid reason because I have to look at the player. He's good. He can move with everything. I am struggling, and Hickey, you got to slap me over the face through the radio here. You ready? I'm ready. I just get a little nervous from DBs from Florida. Recently, there's been, I know, there's been such a, there's been such a bad look at some of these guys. Like, Joe Hayden's had a nice career. Like, Matt Elam, oh, God. Like, I did so, I got to get past it and understand, like, what are my golden rules? Just because somebody else came from one neighborhood doesn't mean another guy's going to come from there. I have to get through that. All USC quarterbacks aren't bad. All Penn State running backs obviously aren't bad. You, You see what I'm saying? So can I have one more slap? All right, fine. C.J. Henderson right there. Boom, next. Hit it. All right, finally, number 22, a team Ooh, that needs damn, some I'm getting nervous. Damn, Bills I'm Mafia, getting nervous. You mentioned them. Buffalo Bills. That's amazing. See, they, got, they have Christian Kirksey in town. And I'll tell you what, unpaid testimonial, because I know all you Bills fans up there are listening. That guy's a good guy. If he stays healthy, he's a good player for you. It's just he hasn't been healthy over the last couple of years. He's a good person. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good player. I love Christian Kirksey personally. I think he's a fantastic player for you if you're able to get him. If you're able to get him, it still doesn't change your draft plans. I think you'd like a linebacker. Now, where are those linebackers at? Well, I I have love for Patrick Queen. I watched, He plays for LSU, so obviously I watched the hell out of Patrick Queen. I think he'd be great. But 
I see a guy, when I was looking up some stuff this week, and I know that we had all these other things we had to talk about. If Kevin, if if Kenneth Murray somehow gets pushed down to the Buffalo Bill, and the, Ken, this is the third week you've mentioned Kenneth Murray. I know because I like him that much. I I don't know how you pass on that guy down there. I don't know how the Buffalo Bills pass on that guy on their defense. They got a lot of things that are that are that are locked up. I think he'd be fantastic for them. Maybe you want to go safety, but but I'd like to go with Kenneth Murray right there. And that is the NFL scouting carbine. Did you like that, Higgy? Loved it. Not even liked I don't it. Think, loved it. I don't think you did. I don't think you did at all. What? I think you're lying. I made a great name, so of course I love the segment. Well, guess ha ha! I knew it. Coming up next, uh, I'm gonna I'm basically gonna hammer Hickey for the way he lives, and I think that this is why through all this he should definitely get married to his current girlfriend of two and a half years. He should definitely get engaged to her, and in a strictly football sense, because we got to keep it strictly football with this. But we know this is a serious thing. If your favorite team just hired a head coach or a GM, what we're going through right now as a country could ruin their entire tenure. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. I've been waiting all day to do this. Hickey showed me what his room looked like yesterday, and I could not believe it. I've been waiting all day to do this, and I'm finally getting to do it. Hickey went into quarantine and came out like an 11-year-old boy. Your room looks ridiculous. Speak for yourself. Okay, so for those of well, basically everyone doesn't know because no one was on the FaceTime yesterday. Nope. I'll put out a picture. I got a picture of it. Ken it looks sad. yesterday. It was on my room. I'm 25 years old. I live at home. And it's basically a childhood bedroom. It's I still have some trophies from you know back in the day when I played. I Basically, love how you're just coming right out with it and talking about how you still have trophies from your little league days well, that are I'm in your bedroom. I'm trying to defend myself and I'm trying to give the audience an idea of what to picture when they picture a childhood bedroom. It's painted Think about blue your, and gold. Every, every guy out there, every grown man out there, you know who who it, I don't care if you live with your parents or not. Your bedroom, you know what it looks like? You look like the Rick from the old ESPN commercials. Like, that's what you look like. You look like Rick, or as friends call him, the Rick. I've never seen anything like it, except when I was 11. So I FaceTime Hickey, all right? And Hickey, Hickey's a good-looking guy. Hickey's got dark features. I I don't remember Hickey looking like that. And he puts the phone down. I go, are those Little League trophies I'm looking at? What the hell is this? I go, give me give me a tour of the room. So he gives me a tour of the room, and he's got all these little kitty books, and you got all these posters on the wall of your favorite players. You had Notre Dame sheets. Notre you, Dame bedspread. Uh, Notre, okay. oh, yeah, but no, uh, no, even though you comforter. went to Penn State, you went to Penn State because you weren't good enough to get into Notre Dame, obviously. So you, were, you have a whole uh, wallpaper, like an border of Notre Dame. Do you hate Notre Dame now that you went to Penn State? How's that work? I don't, well, I grew up a diehard, diehard Notre Dame fan. I do not hate Notre Dame, but I, my love has definitely ceased dramatically. Like Penn State is number one by far. Um, I really, this is weird to say, I don't really pay attention to Notre Dame anymore. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, living in a room that is still to this day blue and gold. Like it's very said, weird. With, with the Notre Dame border going around it. Yeah. Um, but like, this is how I, I picture, right? I'm living at home. Yes, I don't plan at living at home. I don't care that you live at home. Time. It's not about you. Li- no, Hickey. Let me let me make this fundamentally clear. I don't care that you live at home. 
That's not the issue. I know you live at home. It doesn't bother me you live at home. That's, I'm not telling you to move out of your parents' house or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that even if you live at home, even if you live at grandma's house, that room is ridiculous. The reason why I, I'm emphasizing it and prefacing with saying I live at home is because I didn't plan at living at home at 25. Like I'm sure most people do when they go to college. They envision they get a job, they move out, and they move to the city or somewhere else. They just don't envision staying at home past college. So that was I was one of those people. So why get my room done or why get my room remade, I should say, to modernize it to where it fits more of a, you know, a middle 20 late going on late 20s vibe that you would have in a regular person's room. Like if I moved out, my room would not look like it does now. But why am I going to take the time and effort to redo a room that I'm actively trying to get out of so I can save money to get out and move to apartment? So, because it's like, ridiculous looking. Yeah, but that's no, why. But no one comes. It doesn't like my. No one comes over. Who comes over? No one comes over. Did your girlfriend come over? Yes. What was care. her reaction when you first took your girlfriend to that room? I don't think she really batted an eye. It's. I mean, you got to marry that girl. It's not that big of a. You uh, got to marry that girl. Like a, uh, I'm stuck in my childhood. I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm gonna let you know right now. If I was a lady and you took me back to that room, that's the end of our relationship, right you, then. You're and acting there. like I have a race car bed that I still sleep in. It basically is. It's a Notre Dame. It's an old with old, dirty Notre Dame bed sheets that you've obviously had since before you went to college. You're 25 years old. That's another thing that I think that that your girlfriend didn't think critically. And what's her first name? Lauren. That's something Lauren didn't think critically in. Yeah, got you on that one. You haven't had new bed sheets since before you were in high school, out of high school. That's a creepy thing. I don't know when that, you got those bed true. sheets. I got, I'm, all, I'm sure you've the washed them. The comforter is older, yes, but the bed sh- the sheets are all new. They're fresh. They're within a year or two. Ah, so you like to keep just a nice museum to what life used to be like. Well, is that I what get it, it is? Why do this whole dramatic makeover and you know redoing not an dramatic. entire room? It's not dramatic. Like, no, it's I'm not. Take a it is not to dramatic. Paint my room? No. Yes. Yes. Why yes. Would I do if that? you take yourself seriously as any sort of adult, that's what you do. Because grown men at 25 years old, I don't care if you live with your parents. Again, I cannot say that. I cannot stress that enough. That's your deal. I understand. We all been there. I've been there. I get it. That's not the deal. But when you're 25 years old, if I. It, it, I'm just pointing out if she were my daughter and I found out that my daughter's boyfriend was 25 years old and still had that room going down, I would not be thrilled. I don't see what what's so bad about it. Old, like literally old having... it, you got your you got your little league trophies there, Hickey. What do you want me to do? Your little league trophies they, like, are there. To me, like they've been there for so long, I honestly like don't even recognize. Just, That's like, the part... problem. That's the problem. Put it, you got it, and it doesn't take much effort. I've done this. I've had to redo rooms for my children. I get it done in a day. Like when we moved into our old house in Ridgeville, right? The one house or the one room was disgusting looking. Like the the paint wasn't done right. It was so bad. And I take I it took me a day to repaint that thing. It took me another day to set up the crib and put everything else in there. And and when we left, everything was set up that way. I'm sure the person who bought that house has already changed that. It doesn't take that long. You go to the store, you picked out, you pick out paint. You take that hideous border down. You paint the walls a contemporary color. You put those freaking trophies from Little League in the garbage. No one cares. Your kids won't care about your T-ball championship at Bay Brook or Bay Shore, Long Island. They don't give a damn about any of that. I'm stuff. not saying they do. So you and throw that stuff in the trash with me and you I move leave. on. They're just they like they just at this point just laziness probably. 
But it's, to me, like Great. I have so, more so I'm suppo- pressing so, issues to worry about than throwing so out Lauren's, my little league trophies. So Lauren's been in a Lauren's been in a relationship for two and a half years with a guy who's 25, who can't stand to change his sheets, who's still living in the no, past no. from from whoa, little league, whoa, whoa. or and or and or and or is too lazy to make any sort of a change in his personal life. Boy, what a what a prize Hickey is. You that's, are really that's pretty sensational. This there, way out of proportion here. Of course I am. This is what happens when we don't have sports, son. Man. Day three, this is rough. This you better not let rough. me into any other aspect of your personal life because I am here to beat the brakes off of you for the next month or two months or perhaps, God forbid, perhaps even longer. Holy Toledo. I may have to resign. That's fine. That's fine. I only want grown men on this show. That's messed up. I mean, you got what are the, you got a, you got the other knickknacks there, like the one, like the old shack. I have an old shack that I use now as a um, what those the McCormick statues. I have a shack now from my childhood that I keep as an elf on the shelf because we don't do the elf on the shelf. I just use shack and they they because I don't even think they care about elf on a shelf, but elf on a shelf is creepy to me. So I go, okay, shack's over here. You guys got to be good for shack. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. <laughs> it's an old Magic McCormick figurine. That's the way it goes. I think so you, that's what they were an called. an action figure from your childhood, and that is okay. Sharing with your kids at 32 as a te- As a teaching lesson for young children, yes. But you've kept that. Like, you kept I that can't imagine Ryan, the intention Ryan Hickey's of using son, it as a teaching lesson. Yeah, and Ryan Hickey's. happened that, wow. Here's a Shaq doll. I'll that ain't going to turn around on, on me. you know, Because you know why? Ryan Hickey's, da- Ryan Hickey's son is going to look up and go, wow, look at all those trophies dad won when he was that 11 not- years old. Wow, <laughs> my dad was something else. My the dad was something out, else. Those trophies are staying back home. And the, at weird. that point, they may even just be in the trash by that point. I'm sure. I, I think they should be in the trash by the end of the day. Lord. Billy Jack doesn't live like that. Billy Jack's a grown man. Billy Jack has his own problems. But Billy Jack don't live like that. You don't, right, Billy Jack? Yeah, I, I got some stuff I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, I'd rather just deal with your stuff than deal with his stuff. At least you're an adult. Good God. Big thanks to everybody who joined us on the show today. For all my buddies back in New York, Billy Jack, we love you, Billy. We really, really sincerely do. For Pirino, for Schwartz, for Lopresti. Hickey, if he's not helping out Grash, he's going to go home and watch cartoons. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.